Um, oh, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I just want to say thank you, Lord, for a wonderful worship service this morning. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. I want to tell you, that guy makes stirred up this morning. I didn't want you to quit, Johnny. I've been fine. We just sung that the rest of the morning. Praise God. But I knew you was getting out of wind. <laughs> Remember, I told you you need to start jogging, brother. You got to build up the lungs. <laughs> We're going to dismiss our children for Children's Church at this time. Amen. Sister Becca's going to take our children. Give Becca a big hand. Amen. Thank you, Sister Becca. Amen. Thank you so much for what you're doing for the kingdom of heaven this morning. Praise the Lord. I know the head of the church, Jesus Christ, it is in love with these little children this morning. Don't you? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. How many of y'all are ready to preach with me this morning? Come on. I want somebody excited this morning about the house of the Lord. Amen. Somebody get excited about Jesus this morning. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Help me out, man. Thank you, Lord. Child of love, I'm warming me up this morning. <laughs> Turn your Bibles with me to the book of Romans, chapter 10, verse 14. Romans, chapter 10, and verse 14. Amen. Amen. If you stand for reading of God's word when you get there, it's good to see everybody here this morning. I miss those that are not here this morning. Amen. Let's reach out to them. Cares ministry. Let's reach out to them in love. Let them know we miss them. Amen. Romans chapter 10 and verse 14. How then shall they call upon Him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in Him whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Father, we thank You this morning for the reading of Your Holy Word. Father, we thank you this morning that your anointing is not only in their song service, but it is in the preaching service as well. We pray over our children's ministry. Give Rebecca a wonderful morning. Let the children learn about Jesus this morning. And Father, we ask you, Lord, to meet us here where we are. Hide your servant behind the cross. Let your anointing flow from your throne through my lips to their hearts. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, Amen, Amen. amen. How shall they call upon Him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in Him in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Notice it does not say, How shall they hear about Him in whom they have not read? Amen? Notice it doesn't say, Notice they, they, they've heard about Him in whom they have not saw a picture of. Notice it talks about the preaching. The point of this, of what I'm pointing to here in this, in this verse, is that how should they hear without a preacher? You see, when you miss the preaching, not the reading, but when you miss the preaching, you're, but the, the anointed preaching of faith, then you are missing having your faith increased. It is the anointing preaching of God's Word that builds our faith. And this is why I hound the church and tell them, be here. I don't care how sick you are. Get out of bed and come to church. If we got a wheel you in a wheelchair, you need to come on. Amen? 
If they've got to put, get you in a hospital bed and wield an entire hospital bed into the sanctuary, come on to the house of the Lord because you need to hear the preaching of faith, amen? The preaching of God's Word. When you hear the preaching in the presence of the Almighty Anointing, now we talk about listening online and Facebook and YouTube, and, and yes, I don't know if we're live YouTube this morning, but I know we're live Facebook. Um, amen, we've been, trying to, we've been trying to play with that YouTube thing. Things aggravating, but amen. But it's not the same. It's not the same of being out of the church and listening to it on Facebook. There is a corporate anointing that takes place in the body of Christ. You know, when you and I come together, Jesus said we're two or three are gathered together in my name. He didn't say we're one. He said we're two or three are gathered together in my name, then I will be in the midst. So when you come in and you got your praise on, come on, you got your dancing shoes on, you're excited about Jesus, you are adding to the service. There is, you are a very important part of the service. You are adding your faith. You are adding your praise. You are adding your presence. And you are coming together as a corporate body. Oh, I'm going to tell you something. As one sister said, it's like electricity in the atmosphere. Come on, church. The anointing is increased. Amen. And so we need to hear the preaching of God's word in Person, amen. Not just internet. Now, if, if you live, you know, if, if you can't help it, there's something terribly wrong, or you just live too far away, then by all means, uh, uh, watch it online. But if you can be in the house of God, be in the house of God, amen. Amen. Because faith is, listen, our faith is increased by hearing and hearing by the word of God, it's increased by the anointed. Preaching, Amen. And listen, you can't just go to church anywhere because there's some people that will that will preach faith right out of you. Come on. There's some churches that don't have faith. There's more social clubs. I call it intelligent preaching. There's a lot of intelligent preaching going on in the world today. I never was an intelligent fellow, so God didn't waste his time on that. He just put faith in me, praise God. Amen. There's a difference between spiritual preaching and intelligent preaching. Amen? Matter of fact, if you try to read that Bible and you try to understand God with your intellect, you're going to miss it every time. Because you can't figure God out. You've got to believe in your spirit. Your spirit has got to make the connection with the Holy Ghost. Amen? Amen. Jesus said the things that I speak are spiritual, not carnal. He's speaking of spiritual things. And us who are alive in the Spirit can hear the voice of Jesus giving us spiritual food. Amen? Amen. But without faith, it's impossible to please God. But in order to get more faith is to hear more and to hear more and to hear more, which is why we're having church services on Friday night right now, which is why we're in the season of miracles. And not only are we getting preached on on Sunday morning, we're getting preached on Friday night. And how many know it ain't the same sermon over and over again? Amen. God's adding to it and he's he's building upon a foundation every service that we're in. Amen. And I'll tell you, we need to be in the house of the Lord. We need to hear the word of God. Small faith, write this down, small faith equals small miracles. Small faith equals small miracles. We talked about this several times. I'll mention it again because I think it's a great example. Everybody's got faith. If you cut your little finger and you see it bleeding, there's nobody going to argue that Jesus can't heal that little cut. Amen? We've all been there. We put a little band-aid on it. We don't even bother to pray. We don't even bother to pray about a little cut. 
We just put a little band-aid on it. We go about our business. And a couple of days later, we can't even tell we had a finger cut. Amen? We don't even bother the Lord with a little paper cut because we just know it's going to be healed, right? But what happens when we cut the finger off? Can we believe that God can grow me another finger? Oh, that's a whole different level of faith. Listen, small faith, small miracles. Big faith, big miracles. He can do the impossible, amen. All things are possible is what the Messiah said. The head of the church, he spoke and he said, all things are possible to him that believes. Amen. So if you have faith to believe that your finger can grow back out after you cut it off, amen, it will. Amen. Many of y'all saw Angel's finger. I'm telling you, back in 1985, half of that thumb was gone. It was gone. I rushed her to the emergency room driving like a wild man and, and blood was just squirting everywhere. You know, she comes to me after that router cut her finger off and she got it wrapped up. And I think I cut my thumb. I think I cut my She was just as calm as she could be. But when she pulled it back and that thing was, choop, choop, she was an artery had hit and she was, it was spitting out the blood. It was pumping it. Every time her heart beat, it pumped out blood. It's purged. She had to cover it back up. She wasn't in panic mode, but I, this old boy went into panic mode. Amen. But we lived 20 miles from Walmart and 20 miles from the hospital. And I didn't want my new bride dying on me before I got her to the hospital. Amen. But you know, the doctor took that little piece of skin, tried to sew it back on. You know, we're going to sew that thing back on. It didn't take. It didn't take. Amen. But God has now given her a new placement on that thumb. And you, you can't even hardly tell. It's a little scar there. But the thumb is basically restored. Listen, God can do the impossible, church. He can do the impossible. Small faith, small miracles, large faith, large miracles. God wants us to grow in faith. We must stop making excuses on why we are going to miss the preaching of faith in our lives. Oh, I know this is a harsh thing to say this morning, but it's the gospel truth. We need to stop making excuses on why we're going to miss the faith preaching of God's holy word. Amen? I want to tell you something. Those that miss the, the preaching of faith, there's going to be a day you're going to need it in your, your bank account, your, your tank of faith is going to be empty. Your, your, tank, your, your tank of faith is going to be empty when you're in a crisis. Amen? I'm going to tell you something. When I was coming down that mountain in Germany and I hit that black ice, and y'all probably heard me tell this story before, uh, I didn't know how to drive on ice. We didn't have ice in Alabama like that, but in Germany it was uh, a black ice and it was thick. And I come down that mountain, I turned my wheels and I kept going straight. And I knew I was about, I needed to make a turn because it was a sharp left turn. I'm going down this mountain. It's like coming down Gatlinburg. Come on. It's like coming down Pigeon Forge Mountains. You know, between Cherokee, you know where Cherokee is? You ever been up to the mountains of Cherokee? It's like that, amen, in Germany. And I was on the mountain like that, coming down a mountain, hit that black ice, and I couldn't stop. I couldn't steer. All of a sudden, I realized I was coming to the curve, and, I, and there, was, there was no guardrail up. I was about to go over. There was no guardrail there. And I knew I was about to go. And listen, I didn't have time to call my pastor and say, increase my faith. I didn't have time to call my grandmother who was still alive and say, I need you to pray. I didn't have time to call my wife and say, I love you. You're not going to see me again unless you get a miracle right now. I would say, I didn't have time for nothing. The only thing I had time for was to kick in my face and call on the name of Jesus Christ. I said, Jesus! Woo! 
Just like that. All the way down that mountain, I was screaming Jesus. My faith had to kick in. The name of Jesus kicked in. And I still don't know how it happened. I believe God sent an angel and just put His hand on the hood of my car because all of a sudden, within one foot of the embankment, and it was down into a valley, within one foot of the embankment, my car came to a dead stop. And I'm going to tell you, if you ever watched Bugs Bunny, remember that old hound dog with the shaking bones? That was me getting out of the car. My bones were rattling and I was, I was scared. I knew my life was flashing before me. But it was the name. It was the faith and the power in the name. Listen, I had to have faith that the name of Jesus was going to bring that car to a stop. Amen? Mm, I'm telling you, church, you ain't got time for a Bible study or a prayer meeting or a phone call when a crisis like that comes your way. you got to know that you know that you know that there's a God in heaven that's listening to your prayers. you got to know that you know that you know that when you call in the name of the Messiah, the angels in heaven begin to move. That the, listen, God will begin to split the mountains in half. He will begin to move everything out of the way and the twelve legions of angels will come to your rescue when you call on the name of Jesus Christ but you cannot wait to the crisis to get your faith built up that's why you must be in the house of God every time the doors are open and stop making excuses on why you can't come because your faith is going to be tested one day and you're going to fail the test you're going to fail the test now I know this is harsh but it's the gospel truth. And I love you enough to tell you the truth. Amen. I want you to know the truth this morning. Because the truth will do what? Thank you. Set us free. Mm. Jesus told us to make this our number one priority in life. He said, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. Make this the number one priority in life. Amen. Amen. Sunday is the first day of the week. We come to the house of the Lord on Sunday to get fed. Some of you think that that's all you need. I'm going to tell you, that is not all you need. You need to be fed more than this. You feed your physical body more than one, one meal a week. Right. Amen? That's why we got these little scriptures. We're trying to encourage you to read your chapter every day. And there's still people refusing to read the chapter every day. They just don't have time for it. I'm going to tell you, you're going to wish you had time for it when a crisis hits you. Amen? We ain't got time for church on Wednesday or Friday. What's that preacher thinking about? This is my, oh, this is my relaxing day. You know, I'm going to kick off my shoes and put my sandals on. And I'm going to do other things on Friday. The, the preacher done called a meeting. On, what's wrong with him? Come on. Listen, how many of us, raise your hand, you've been under attack for the last two weeks? Some kind of spiritual attack, physical attack. Amen. That's the reason the Lord told me to go into the season of miracles. I thought it was the other way around. I said, Lord, everybody's getting beat up. Everybody's getting attacked. And they can't come to the house of God because they're sick. He said, that, and I said, it must be because of these messages you gave me. He said, no, son, it's the other way around. I gave you these sermons because I knew the devil was going to launch attacks on the church. And we need the spirit of faith and the word of faith and the name and the power of Jesus Christ to combat the sickness and combat the attacks of the devil. Amen. Number one priority in life is seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. And that means getting into the house of the Lord. And don't just come sitting down. Come and get involved. Amen. Come and get involved. Our faith is increased when we hear the anointed preaching of God's word. Amen. 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 
Not just the reading. You can read it and, and, and not have the anointing. When I read the Word of God, I say, Holy Spirit, read it with me. Give me some understanding, Holy Spirit. And He'll read it with you. Amen? If I try to read the Bible without the Holy Spirit, and I'm just trying to understand it with my intellect, there's nothing there. Amen? Don't understand what I'm reading. I need somebody to explain it to me. That's what the Holy Spirit is for. That's what the anointing of God is for. Our faith is increased when we hear the anointed preaching and the anointed reading of God's Word. Amen? We need this anointing in our lives. This is why you and your family need to be in church every time the doors are open. Go to the book of Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3, we're going to look at verse 1. And I want to remind you before we read this, it's happened after the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Jesus is already gone. Jesus is already in heaven. After the cross, after the resurrection... And it's even after the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 3 verse 1. Now Peter and John went together into the temple of the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man lamed from his mother's womb was carried, and they laid daily at the gate called Beautiful. Gate of the temple which is called Beautiful. To ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Now, if you don't know what asking alms is, in other words, he was asking for money. He was a beggar. That was actually his job application because he couldn't do anything else. He was crippled. He couldn't work. And so during that time in, in, uh, in the Eastern culture, they would wear certain clothes that identified them as a beggar. And they would be laid out at the gates so that they could actually beg for coins and beg for money so that they could earn their keep, so they could have a living. That was actually how he got his living. He was there because he was born crippled. So he's, he's asking arms, he's asking for money from the people. In verse 4, and Peter fastened his eyes upon him with John. Remember, this is after the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And said, look on us and give heed unto them. He gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Let me tell you, that scripture is very important. He was expecting to receive something. He didn't know what. He thought he was going to get money. But the point is, is he looked at them when they said, look at us, look on us, look in our eyes. He was expecting to receive something from John and Peter. Expecting to receive. My question to you this morning is, are you expecting to receive? Because if you're not, then don't worry, you won't. Amen. Verse 6, it says, Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And they took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately, remember, this is a man that was paralyzed from his mother's womb. And nobody taught him how to walk. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength, and he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all that saw the people saw him walking and praising God. And they knew that it was he which sat at the arms of the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened to him. 
So here we are seeing this after the day of Pentecost, after the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Here comes Peter and John who were anointed by the Holy Ghost. They spoke to this man who was born lame and not able to walk from his mother's womb. And they said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have I give unto thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. Well, you have to understand, Pastor, that that was the apostles. You have to understand they walked with Jesus. You have to understand, Pastor, that they, they got baptized in the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost. And, and, and the Scripture says that all of the miracles and healing have been done away with after the last apostle died. Does your Bible say that? No, it don't. But how many of us, raise your hand, you've heard that. The, the, all the miracles have done away with, look at that, after the apostles died. There is no scripture that says that. That is a man-made belief that somebody made up, and I'll tell you why they made it up, because they did not have enough faith to up and walk in the same calling, in the same faith that Peter and John was walking in. So they made up this lie that said all miracles have been done away with after the apostles died. But the Bible don't say that. Now, we done talked about this. We're going to talk about it again. Did John and Peter get a different baptism of the Holy Ghost than we got? No. They got the baptism and the cloven tongues of the fire came upon them. They were speaking in an unknown language. How many of us speak in unknown languages in the house today? Raise your hand. You've been baptized. You've been baptized. Oh, look at that. The same Holy Ghost. The same Holy Ghost that baptized John and Peter baptized you. There's not a different Holy Ghost. Amen. Oh, but they had the authority in the name of Jesus. Well, so do you, honey. We got the authority and the power that's in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I can remember as a young man, I was in the military. I know y'all can't tell that about me. That I used to be in the military. I know I don't have any clues. There are no signs. I know. I know y'all. <laughs> Well, maybe just a little while. All right, thirteen years altogether. But I can remember as a young man, I was, I was, I was in um, White Sands, New Mexico. Anybody been to White Sands, New Mexico? You ever been through there? Coming from California, White Sands, New Mexico. It's got the prettiest sand you've ever seen. Anybody remember when Panama City had beautiful white sand? Yeah. That's the kind of sand in White Sands, New Mexico. All right, beautiful sand. And I was out there on Army Maneuvers. I was out there about three weeks. I think we had to stay a total of a month or two. And about a month, I guess it was. And I was out there, and, and while I was gone, uh, our van broke down, and Angel's at home with one vehicle and two small kids. And uh, she went to the bank, and she decided, and she went to uh, car place, and she said, forget about fixing them. I'm just going to buy a new one. <laughs> and so she went ahead and, and, and bought another one. And, uh, and then I went out another time, and uh, she called me up. She says, I'm buying this house. All you got to do is have a sign on the bottom line when you get here. I've already been to the bank. We already got the law. We are, all you got to do is just show up and sign. It's all done. Amen. Now, how did she do that? Because of this little ring around my finger. Amen. You see, when she goes into the bank, they don't look at her as angel. They look at her as Mrs. Cliff Hendricks. Amen? She is the second half of me. We are one in the eyes of God and in the eyes of man because we are married. And she had the authority. 
through our marriage vows. She took my name. She doesn't call herself Marks anymore. She calls herself Hendricks. Her name is Marks uh, by birth. Her name is Hendricks now because she got born again with a new name in 1985. <laughs> but she took on the authority of the name of Hendricks and she no longer walks under the authority of the name of Marks. You see where I'm going with this? Amen. When Jesus died on the cross, come on, and He shed His blood on Calvary's hill, and His blood cries out to the Father God for our forgiveness and for our redemption. And we accept Jesus as our Lord and our Savior. We are now married as the bride of Christ. Come on, church. We are now married to the head of the church, the bridegroom Himself. Come on, church. Jesus, our Messiah, our King, our Lord, we took on His authority, not ours. We took on His righteousness, not ours. Come on, church. We took on His same anointing, not ours. We took on His power, not ours. We walk under the authority and the power of the Almighty God, and His name is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Come on, to walk. 
something, church. Everything that Jesus died for is yours. Amen. Mm. It don't matter what sin you committed. If you confess it before the Savior, He forgave you of your sins. Come on. Tell the devil to shut up. Come on. Take a page out of angels uh, 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 preaching that day she preached. Tell the devil to shut up. Amen. Stop listening to the devil tell you how unworthy you are, how many years you have wasted, how you still have these evil thoughts. Come on, everybody's got evil thoughts. Just take them captive and cast them out of your mind in the name of Jesus. Come on, church. Hallelujah. The name of Jesus belongs to us just like Hendrix belongs to Angel. Amen? Amen? Come on. She will no longer be referred to as a Marx ever again. Amen? Amen. On her tombstone, it will say Hendrix. Come on, church. Amen. Amen. Ooh, hallelujah. Some of y'all need to get ready to change your last name. Come on. Just go ahead and say Christ. I'm going to be married to Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's talk a little bit about what happened though. So here's John and here's Peter baptizing the same Holy Ghost we have. Got the same anointing of Jesus. Got the power of the name of Jesus that we have. But there was something. We talked about the nine gifts of the Spirit. And we see something in operation here. When, he, when they looked at him and said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have I give unto thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Something happened. It was one of the gifts of the nine, nine gifts of the Spirit that we read about in Corinthians. It was the gift of healing all of a sudden kicked in. The anointed. They could not do that under their own power. They could not do that unless they were directed by the Holy Ghost, unless they had the gifting of the name of Jesus. Amen? They, they, didn't, they didn't anoint Him with oil like James said. They just looked at Him and said, rise up and walk. There was a gift of healing that kicked in from the Holy Ghost that hit His body. Also, the gift of faith because they had to have faith that Jesus could raise this boy back up. Amen. So a gift of faith kicked in, a gift of healing kicked in, and the scripture says he leaped. Woo, hallelujah. Didn't know how to walk, but he leaped up and received strength in his ankles and his feet. Amen. And began to walk and never walked before. Well, if Jesus did that for one, can he not do it for two? If Jesus, if all that happened over 2,000 years ago, can it not happen today? Somebody try to tell me why it cannot. You cannot tell me why it cannot happen today. It can happen today. But all those that come to Jesus must believe. Amen? We must believe. Go to Acts chapter 5, looking at verse 12. Acts chapter 5, looking at verse 12. It says, And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wroth among the people. And they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. And the rest, there is no man joined himself to them, but the people magnified them. And believers were the more added to the Lord, multitudes, both of men and women, insomuch that they brought forth the sick into the streets. Look at this. They brought forth the sick into the streets. Church, it is your responsibility to bring the sick into the house of God. Amen? I know they say they're too sick to come. Tell them that's why they need to come. Because those that feel like they're too sick to go to the house of God need it more than anybody else. Amen? They brought the sick and laid them in the streets. 
laid them on beds and on couches. And at least, the, listen, that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. And they came also multitudes out of the city round about unto Jerusalem, bringing sick folks and them that were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed every one. Well, you know, only a few get healed, and you know, you never understand why one gets healed and one don't. It's just a mysterious thing about God. And you know, God works in mysterious ways, and you know, we just we just never understand you know who God is going to heal and who God's not going to heal. Has anybody ever heard this kind of talk before? Many, I, I praise God if you haven't. But I want to tell you, those that heard it, that's the doctrine of man, not the doctrine of God. Look at what it says. And everyone was healed. The anointing of the Holy Ghost, same Holy Ghost, same Jesus, all the apostles, we've already determined that. And now the church is bringing in the sick people and there's such a big crowd that they're having to lay them in the streets. Those that were crippled, those that were too sick to get out of bed, they simply carried the bed to the street. That the, listen, that the shadow of Peter might pass by. There was an anointing of the Holy Ghost. The gift of healing in operation. The gift of faith in operation. So strong on the apostles and on Peter that his shadow touched you. And demons would cry out and healing would be manifest to you physically. People were healed by the touching of shadow of Peter. I heard the Lord say just a few weeks ago, maybe it's, been, maybe it's been a month now, but right here in the prayer service, I heard the Holy Spirit say, I'm bringing back to the body of Christ the shadow anointing in the last days. He didn't have to explain it to me, Sister Julia, what he was talking about, because immediately my mind went to Peter and the shadow anointing. Now listen, he had to have the shadow anointing. He couldn't lay hands on everybody because the crowd was too big. So there had to be an extraordinary measure of the gift to come out of the Holy Ghost to deal with all the people because it would just simply be too big of a crowd. Sometimes there's too big of a crowd for everybody to get their hands laid on and for everybody to get anointed with oil. And when that happens, the Holy Ghost will make an adjustment and miracles will begin to break out in the crowds. Amen. And we see this uh, going on a lot in today's ministries in the Ten Revivals where the Ten people simply can't get to the front and all of a sudden the Holy Ghost will speak to the preacher and say, call out that cancer and that lady sitting in the back row Amen. And she's getting healed. Listen, the crowd was so big that they could not get everybody in the temple. They could not get everybody in the church house. So they laid them in the streets and the apostles come walking through the streets. And the shadow of the apostles touched them and healing came forth. Now listen, in order for the shadow anointing to come in the last days, we talk about the last day of revival. I believe there's going to be so many people seeking God. There's going to be so many people seeking that healing healing power of God. Come on, church. That they, they, they can't get enough in the house. In Jesus' name, they tore the roof off. We're talking about fixing this one, amen. But they tore the roof off to get to Jesus. Listen, we're going to get to a place. I pray it happens right here in the Baptist Church of God. But listen, it's going to happen. I may not know where it's going to happen, but I'm telling you, we're going to hear about it and we're going to read about it that somewhere there's going to be such a revival. There's going to be such a healing anointing take place that the shadow of a preacher 
touch them and they're going to get healed. The shadow anointing is coming back to the body of Christ. And my prayer is, God, send it here. Send it to Valley, Georgia. Send it to the Valley Church of God. Fill us. Come on, church. Fill this place so full that people are literally standing outside the church and gathering all around. And the council's got to figure out how to open these windows back up again so that people can hear the preaching of the gospel. Come on. And we have to go rent an auditorium somewhere. I want to tell you something, church. What God has done in the past, He can do in the present, church. And He's bringing back the shadow anointing of Peter back to the body of Christ. Get ready to see the season of miracles happen in our lifetime. Our lifetime. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm telling the church. God is moving. Come on, somebody. Somebody come up here and play something. Hey. Hallelujah. Mm. If you're here this morning, I love what Lester said Friday. I, I love what you said. Lester came up. He said, the doctor said I got cirrhosis of the liver. He said, but God's going to heal me right now. Hallelujah. Amen. He said, I'm going to get healed right now. Amen. I met him at the door this morning. I said, are you still healed? Same as I was Friday night. Praise God. Amen. Listen, it takes faith to touch God. It takes faith to get healed. Amen. Come on, Brother Larry. Come on. Come on, brothers. Come on, counsel. Y'all get around. We're going to pray for Sister Elaine. Come on, me, Ma. Come on, preachers. We're going to pray for Sister Elaine. We're going to anoint this cloth. In the name of Jesus. I am tired of Sister Elaine being sick in body. I am tired of her missing church. I mean, who's with me? I am tired of her. I, listen, we love Elaine. I, I told her yesterday, I said, the church people misses you. We love you. And we want to see you in the house of the Lord. Amen. And I'm tired of the devil hand being upon her and hurting her and, and throwing her in the floor. Amen. She's been having those hip problems and all kinds of things going on. But I know that God can heal her. Amen. Yes. God can heal her with anointing his cough. Yes. Just like the Bible tells us. Amen. In the name of Jesus, you found spirit. And it's never about sister. I command you to leave her body. I command you to get out of her legs. I command you to get out of her hip. I command you to get out of her inner ear and balance right now. In the name of Jesus, I speak to her body for strength. I speak to her legs for strength. I speak to her bones to be strong and not brittle. Oh, I speak in the name of Jesus right now. Anoint this cough. At the moment she, she touches this cough, the healing virtue, the healing power. Shut up, 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 up,
Father, in the name of Jesus, the precious man of God, preach your gospel, stand strong on the word. Lord, he needs a healing. He needs a healing right now in the name of Jesus. Hey, let the anointing of your healing power go in your mind now in the name of Yeshua. We plead the blood of Jesus right now over my brother. Oh, give him the strength of the youth God of the evil right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Touch him, God. Touch him. Touch him the way you're touching us, God. Touch him right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Shanda la 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 la, shikira la 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 la. 
In the name of Yeshua, you heard his word. All that ails you now, we call it out in the name of Jesus. We speak to this body. We speak to this body in the name of Jesus. We speak to this body to receive strength, to receive healing. Receive right now in the name of Yeshua. Receive the anointing of the healing power. Receive the miracle now from his head to his toe. I saw him walking stronger this morning. He was walking stronger than he walked Friday. Let God keep healing. Keep bringing the strength. Bring strength to his body right now. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let those that are weak say, I am strong in the name of Jesus. Shandarabaha. Those things that the devil has put upon you do not belong to you, they belong to the devil. Mm, in the name of Jesus, we cast them off of you back on the devil in the name of Jesus right now. Oh, you are free in the anointing of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. Start expecting a physical difference. Everything that you've been battling, everything that the doctors have described in the name of Jesus is to be reversed. Start expecting to feel better. Start expecting in the name of Jesus to receive an anointing. In Jesus' name, you foul spirits of infirmities. We command you to leave. In Jesus' name, we bring the blood of Jesus over her mind to have the mind of Christ, the mind of the anointing. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Yeah. Anybody else this morning? Hallelujah. How many of y'all just feel the presence of the Lord in the house today? God is so good. I told my brother, where did he go? Ah, there he is. <laughs> I was looking for you, brother. I didn't know where he went. I told my brother, I said, faith fills out applications. Can we testify to man? He filled out an application. Got the job started on Tuesday. I asked him this morning, I said, how's your job? He said, I love it. <laughs> hey, I praise you, God is working. How many of you realize when Brother Tyler showed up at this church, he wasn't able to work. He was in bad shape. He couldn't, he was in pain all the time. He didn't want to get out of bed. He was hurting all the time. It could not work. But God has brought healing. God is my restoration, amen. He's full of joy instead of depression now. Come on, church. I tell you, God is healing and God is moving. You say, well, preacher, you had to pray for him every Sunday. Well, what's wrong with that? Come on. What's wrong if we got to pray for you every Sunday? You just keep on coming until you get it all, amen. You just keep on coming until you get it all, praise God. Hallelujah. My God is still alive. And he 
Ghost in this place. Hallelujah. Come on back here Wednesday night. There's going to be a good teaching going on. There's going to be a good word given.